Good morning, church. How are you today? That's good. How many here in this room feeling a bit tired? Good? Not really good. <laughs> or overwhelmed with life in general at the moment. How many feel feeling that? And how many people in this room, and you guys watching online, are too busy doing many things, and you cannot slow down at the moment? Anyone in this room? Yes. Thank you so much. It seems uh, a lot of people in this room are busy. It doesn't matter what stage of life we are in, we seem to all find reasons to get too busy. Because we live in a society where anxiousness, stresses, there is always much to do and not enough time to do it. Yeah? The reality is that this is the result of the cultural narrative that we live in and we are being shaped by. We are presented with the message that our value is proportionate to what we produce. That if I'm busy, therefore, I'm important. If I'm needed, if I'm worthy, I'm important. How many people in this room feel this way? Do, 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 do. This lie tells us that if we work hard enough, we will be rewarded with a feeling of rest. And at the end, we might have a holiday, a week or days too, or even retirement. Church, I want you to know that Satan, the enemy of our soul, wants to get us busy so that in life, we don't have time to slow down and reflect what God is doing in our midst. He will create good distractions for you to get busy so that you don't have time to connect with God in the morning and then in the evening. And by the time you get home, you just got to eat and ready for bed without connecting with God and with your family. And so, your excuse is, I'm too busy, Don, because I want to provide for my family and for myself. That's legitimate, but not a good excuse. You see, God has given us what? In a day, 24 hours? He's given us eight days, uh, yeah, eight hours. I correct myself? Eight hours to work, eight hours for pleasure, and eight hours to sleep. Did you get that? And the question we ask ourselves is, where is God in it? With those hours to connect with Him so that we can rest on Him and learn from Him. You know the word busy, you can put an acronym, and there you go, B, 
for being, you for under, as Satan and wife for yoke. When we're too busy, we are under Satan's yoke. And that's what he wants. So if you're not careful, you can fall into Satan's trap of business. But this is the reality is that we don't have time. I was just talking the other day to a person, Pastor, I don't have time to do this, to do that. I just got to keep doing stuff so that I can provide for my family and for my family overseas. God wants us to pause and learn so that we can take a deep breath and rest. That's why Jesus is giving us a better alternative, a better way, a way in which we can live from a place of rest, to find rest in the completion of His work, not our own. So church, um, is it okay if we have a little bit of fun uh, this morning? Okay, we, I call it the Harry Sickness Test. And can I encourage you to be honest to yourself? If, if you relate to this question, just raise your hand. Or you say amen. Not really. There you go. Uh, number one is this. Do you live with a daily sense that there is not enough time to get done everything you want to accomplish? Raise your hand. Few? Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, do you find yourself talking faster? Because there is so much to say. Oh. <laughs> Do you nod a lot when a person is talking slowly in an effort to keep them moving along? <laughs> when people are talking too slowly, do you ever find yourself wanting or actually finishing their sentences? How many is guilty of that? Oh! <laughs> Lastly, do you ever try and gauge with which line at the grocery store to be quickest and get in that line? And if it turns out you pick a slower lane, does it bother you? It happened to me two weeks ago at Woolies. And so, yep. And thank you, church, for being a good sport. And before we continue this message, why don't we just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears so that He can just comfort us, convict us, challenge us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you for your unfailing love. We've been reminded, Lord, by Steve about the love that Jesus rested on your love, with your love. And thank you so much. And we are truly thankful and grateful. So speak to us, Holy Spirit. Meet us where we are at. We are open and willing to surrender our lives to you. Give us a listening ears to hear. And we pray for breakthrough and restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say, Amen. Amen.
Chance the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. So it literally means to stop, to cease, to stop working. So the Sabbath is simply a day to stop working, stop wanting, stop worrying, stop producing. Just stop, period. But also Sabbath rest is a 24-hour block of time which we can just enjoy ourselves, practice delight, enjoy God, and worship God. An invitation, like I said, to stop and enjoy this wonderful presence of God in the competence that we can rest because He's on the throne. This practice helps us to find this type of rest that only Jesus can provide. No one else. Like we heard from Steve. Jesus is our rest and our peace and our comfort. And he's the key praise. Learning to rest in God's work, not our own. Because in Genesis 2, it says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then he blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Wow. Can I just tell you, church, this convict me. It humbled me. Because it reminded me that the God of the universe able to rest. When he created all these things, he rested. Church, when I look at my life, I think about how prone I am to business. How I run from one to the next thing, and, the, and my mind is just all over the place. How many people here, your mind is too preoccupied during the week? Oh, yeah. You know, many years ago, I don't like public holidays. Because in my mind, it will force me to stop working, and my normal daily routine will come to an halt. And my work will be delayed and try to catch up the following day. How many people say, yeah, kind of like that? I don't like it. You know, if I'm not careful, just to focus on this and that, and I cannot find a rhythm of rest in my life. I'm guessing many you can relate to that right now. God is clearly reminding us this picture in the very beginning of the Bible, the value of rest. You know, the church, the traditional Jewish Sabbath begins at sundown on Friday and ends sundown Saturday. But in most Christian traditions, Sabbath has been observed on Sunday. But the Apostle Paul considered one day for Sabbath as another day. 
You can see that in Romans, Galatians, Colossians. So the particular day of the week doesn't matter. What matters is that you set aside 24-hour period and protect it. I was just talking to a guy today. He doesn't know what rest is all about. Here's what it says here. Mala says this, To remember the Sabbath is not a burdensome requirement, but rather a remembrance of a law that is firmly embedded in the fabric of nature. It is a reminder of how things really are, the rhythmic dance to which we unavoidably belong. Yeah? All work, paid or unpaid, is good. But it needs to have boundaries by the practice of rest. The problem with us in this room or online is that we allow our work to trespass on every other area of our life, disrupting the balance of freedom of work and the rest God created for our own good. You know, the church I've been pastoring for more than 24 years now, but I found that long ago with other pastors about how to avoid burnout and maintain your physical, emotional, and spiritual health serving the Lord. It seems a long time ago, but one thing that really hit me is that the importance of taking weekly Sabbath rest. But also gain a new perspective on the importance of that rhythm. Then I started taking day off. Sometimes you think you're taking day off, you are at home, but your mind is still somewhere else. You're still thinking about your work. How many can relate to that? Oh, yeah. You can't enjoy being with your family, and they can't enjoy being with you because you're too preoccupied. And when they ask you, you go, well, well, what? You're finding hard to connect and engage with your family emotionally and spiritually. I've been there than that, church. Not very pleasant when your loved one's telling you, you're here, but not you are really here. You are not connecting with us, and you're not meeting our needs. It hurts. Today, I want to share with you some practices that will help us to create habits toward keeping a Sabbath rest for our good so that we can slow down Connect with God properly and connect with our loved ones properly. You have a bulletin. You have this. All right. And so this is so good uh, for individuals and families. And there's the same one else there. Most of our sermon points are here. And so, please. You know, these practices are not religious matters, folks. But they're there to help us so that we can find rest. Church, at the heart of this, this is a posture of surrender. 
surrendering to God's control, surrendering to God's sovereignty, and surrendering to God's grace and peace. And these practices allow us to be transformed by simply letting go of control. Did you hear that? Letting go of control and allowing God to be God. That is why number one is this. You need to get more sleep. How many people here say, I have eight hours sleep every single day? Oh, few. How many people here remember the Mars Bar commercial says, you're not yourself when you're hungry? Here it is. <laughs> Betty White. And just to be honest with you, we live in a fast-paced world, right? And, and everyone's quite being obsessed of, I want to produce more and more and more. And so sleep often gets pushed aside. But the truth is, you're not really yourself when you're sleep-deprived either. Just listen to me. Sleep is a gift from God, and it's super important. You see, a good sleep isn't lazy or unproductive. It's actually transformative. True? When you have a proper sleep and you wake up, ah, oh, a brand new day. I'm ready to, to face the world. And so when you don't have enough sleep, you're not at your best. For some of us, a good night's sleep is about letting go of the things we can't control, and the next day will be there for us, and God is there to support us and able to tackle the situations. So think about how you can make sleep a priority, and you need to figure out What's stopping you from getting the rest you need? You know, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, sleep is a fundamental biological need. And with, along with exercise and nutrition, it's formed the foundation of health and well-being. Have a look at this, folks. Number one is this. Inadequate sleep is prevalent in Australian society with estimates suggesting four in every 10 Australians are regularly experiencing inadequate sleep. There you go. Every 10. Every four of 10 in this room. Number two is this. Inadequate sleep can be caused by sleep disorder or by insufficient sleep due to lifestyle factors such as work patterns or the use of electronic media. How many people are guilty of that? Environmental factors such as noise or light may also contribute to insufficient sleep. And number three, this is very important. Have a look at number three. The impacts of insufficient sleep include increased risk of chronic diseases, impacts of mental health, impaired judgment, increased risk of accident. That's why so many accidents happening, right? Because they can't focus. And reduced productivity. You know how much the Australian economy... They spent $66.3 billion. If we just sleep properly, we can save that money, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And so here's the question, church. Would you say you're living in a restful or restless state? And if the answer is yes, I'm quite restless, here's the follow-up question for you. What do you need to surrender in order to accept Jesus' rest? You know, Psalm 3, 5 says this, I lay down and sleep, I wake again. Why? Because the Lord sustains me. You know, church, often we don't sleep enough because there's so many things in our mind, true? It's creating a lot of anxiety and stress in our lives. That's why we can't sleep. And, and the Bible is reminding us it's important for us to rest. Here's what Rich says this. The Sabbath is not a reward for hard work but a reminder that our work will remain incomplete. It's a day that moves us from production to presence, reminding us that we are not God and pointing us to the deeper rest we need found in Jesus. That is why we need to go to the second point. The second point is you need to slow down. Just this idea ties closely to the concept of seeking stillness, which we learn from Pastor Zane Hell about listening to the Holy Spirit and actively listening to Him. In order for us to do that, we need to slow down and make room in our hearts and our minds for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Last month, how many people here have been impacted through this practice, actively listening? To the Holy Spirit. Slowing down and resting isn't just about doing less, church. But it's about prioritizing quality over quantity. It's about embracing a life where God is in control and we trust in His ability and purpose rather than depending solely on our own effort. Slowing down is an excellent way to experience the presence of God while we're still on the go. Famous Psalm 46 says this, you know that. Be still and know that I am God. In one other version it says, cease striving and know that I am God. You see, God issued a command for us to be still. Because He's God. He knows what's best for you and I. And He's in control. He's never out of control. He just wants us to move aside and allow Him in His rightful place as God. Because in this world, folks, we, we are facing some things that we can't control in this life, right? And so we need to keep our eyes on Him, who can deal with us in a supernatural way, than trying to solve in our own strength. 
if we just learn to trust Him enough. When we surrender to God, He will take charge of the situation. Why? Because He's our refuge in times of troubles, and the one who can subdue our enemies, or whatever we're facing right now, He says, be still and know that I am God. And here's the thing, what I've learned, and still learning, is this, being is more important than doing. Right? Being with Jesus is more important than doing for Jesus. So that we can find rest. And here's the question, folks. So what does it look like for you to practice slowing down? Is it like, I am okay. That is why we go to the third point. Is this, we need to stop doing things all together. Church slowing down is definitely a step in the right direction. But the ultimate way to acknowledge that we're not in control and we can't make the world spin by occasionally stopping altogether. We need to learn to rest in God's work and not our own. We need to stop and say, I am not God and I am not in control of my life, God is. Church, I, like I said before, Sabbath rest is first and foremost an important day for us to remember. On the Sabbath, we embrace our limits. Did you hear that? On the Sabbath, we embrace our limits. Church, let us go off of the illusion that we are indispensable to running the world. We recognize we will never finish all our goals and projects and that God is on the throne managing quite well and ruling the universe without your help and my help. True? That's why we go to the next point. You need to rest. Psalm 116 verse 7 says this, Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Once we stop, we can accept God's invitation to rest. And if God created after, if God rested after His work, on, uh, when He created the whole thing after the seventh day, why can't we just follow His example and learn to rest? the way he wanted us to rest, even though we know God never slept nor sleep. But he rested. Why? Because it is for our own good, so that we can find rest and delight in him at the same time. That is why the invitation is in Matthew 28, 11. It says, come to me. Jesus, Jesus is talking about. And maybe today, those of you online and here in this room is asking you, and giving you that invitation, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. My promise, I will give you rest. And then it's in 1 Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And the Lord Jesus says, the best 
rest you can find is found in me. He wants you and I to stop so that we can rest on him. If only I can pause and stop, I could just sit down and take a deep breath, and then whatever is in my heart, in my mind, I'm just going to hand everything to him so that I can find rest. Trust God and leave all, obey Him and leave all the consequences to Him. He knows what's best for you and for me. Church on my Sabbath, it begins on Thursday night, 6 p.m., and ends Friday night, 6 p.m. When I stopped my work for Sabbath, when I rested, I stopped. I step back from anything to do with my ministry, my role here at SCC. I will never answer an email or a phone call, except it is death, life and death situation, and complete or anything undone leadership task. And during my Sabbath rest, I love doing some painting, some fishing, some gardening. It relaxes me, able to appreciate God's given ability to be created. Here's some of my uh, artwork, painting. Uh, that one there, uh, my, that's my wife and my mother-in-law. Uh, I painted it during our 25 wedding anniversary, 2016. And uh, the fish I caught... And then that's one of our beautiful su uh, sunset. Learn to rest and be creative at the same time. That is why the peep point is you need to delight in what's in front of you. A significant aspect of rest involves having fun. Sometimes a lot of fun. Yeah? Let's boogie. <laughs> and that is why God says in Genesis 1.31, And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Can I say just in church that everything that you have and what you have now is a gift from God. You don't own anything including your breath right now. When you and I learn to be grateful and thankful, what's in front of you, whether small or big things, you can have a lot of enjoyment and fun. And thank God for the gift He's given you. If you haven't learned to be grateful and thankful, can I say this? It will be hard for you to delight with what God has given you. And it's hard for you to delight in God's presence. First, you need to ask the question, the word delight. What's the word delight to you? A nice chocolate mousse? Nice coffee? Made from, I'm not going to say that, who's 
Delight says to take great pleasure or something that gives great pleasure and enjoyment. That's why Psalm 37 says this, trust in the Lord. Here we go again, the word trust. And do good, live in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. Wow. What a promise. What a promise. Question. How do you delight in the Lord and what does it look like on a daily basis? Can you delight, can you tell me if I'm delighting if I'm looking this way? Are you happy today? Yeah. I'm delighting in God. It doesn't show you. <laughs> Whatever it's in your heart, it will come out, true? Let it out. Enjoy life. Thank you, sister. And so, and here's the point, folks. Every morning I say this prayer in Psalm 19:14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, my Lord, my God, my rock be in life. And I and sometimes I say this, Lord, you are my delight and my joy. I repeat that almost every single day. Because he is. He, Jesus is your life, right? Amen. Last point. Here we go. You need to contemplate. Does that mean is you need to worship God? You see, Sabbath rest is, of course, the completion of God, right? And rest is always holy to the Lord. You know, pondering the love of God remains the central focus of our Sabbath rest. That's why in Exodus 20, verse 8, he says this, remember the Sabbath to keep it what? Holy. Pastor um, Bryce says that last week and the other week before. Keep it separate. It's a, it's a time for you just for God so that you can enjoy Him. And I love this phrase, folks. The opening is remember. <laughs> I love that. Why? Because we're so forgetful. You know, we have this amnesia. You know, when, I, I, if, if, on Wednesday, if I see you, this coming Wednesday, I'm going to ask you if I see you, do you remember the message last Sunday? <laughs> Hopefully you remember. Eh? Otherwise, you have this called amnesia. Forgetful. So we, we need to remember to take time to delight in God in the act of grateful worship. Do you enjoy time with the Lord alone? Or is it an obligation, a burdensome? Because I'm a Christian, therefore I do it. And during my Sabbath, folks, I just spend time, more time with the Lord. Friday morning, almost half a day, 
I just love to spend time with the Lord. Whether it's reading, singing, enjoying creation. And I just want to show you this. This is my prayer mountain. And I do that fortnightly during my Sabbath. I just want to be alone with God. And just, just to enjoy His creation. And I'm just praying for all uh, the houses you can see at the bottom, all the houses in my neighborhood. Just to have fun and enjoy God without distractions. It's good for your soul and my soul. Church, our postures to his goodness and faithfulness has to be worship from the heart. Worship from the heart because he deserves it. He's the great I am, the creator of us all, who deserve all praises and honor, glory, forever and ever. Amen? And as we close, I know time is running out, there's four questions you need to consider. What does it look like for you to practice slowing down? What do you need to surrender in order to accept Jesus' rest? And maybe some of you today, right now, here in this room and watching online, you're just kind of saying inside of you, I need that. How do you delight in the Lord and what does it look like on a daily basis? And the last question is this. If you're a person who really needs that invitation from Jesus, Jesus says, come to me. All of you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'm going to pray, and then um, the worship team will sing after the after the message, if you want to come, I want to pray for you. And we have pastors here. We want to pray for you. They will be here at the end of the service. Why don't we just pray? Father God, we just want to say thank you for your goodness to us. We are truly grateful that you are God who is so loving, so gracious. Lord, help us to enjoy you. Help us to find that rest that our soul so long for. Help us to slow down. And if Jesus, you haven't invited him, just say, Lord, I need this rest. I need you to come into my heart, into my life. I haven't done that, Lord, so today I've given you my heart. And surrender you my life. Forgive me for trying to rule my life. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you.